0: Well, come on. I am so excited to be with you today. We're so excited to be here. Come on. So grateful to be here. Um, Once again, my name is JT and I have the privilege to be the East Campus Pastor of Journey Church. And I'm just so excited for what God's going to do in this moment. And we're so glad that you're tuning in. If you're tuning in right now, why don't you just go to the chat room and tell us where you are coming from. Whether you're here in Orlando, whether you're out in a different state, whether you're in a different part of the world, let us know where you're at. We just want to greet you and say thank you so much for tuning in. You know, last week we started a new sermon series called What I Know For Sure. And Pastor JJ brought a great word on Mother's Day with his mom, Mama Liz, we love you. It was such a good time, we had such a great time talking about what we know for sure. And I think that's such a timely word in this season, such a timely word because in a time where things are so uncertain, in a time where we don't know a lot, I think we need to rely on what we know for sure. Yeah, we need to rely on that. What I know for sure, let me tell you, Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. (laughs) I know that for sure. Another thing I know for sure is that five guys' burgers are better than In-N-Out burgers. Don't, <laughs> don't at me, don't at me, don't at me. Five guys' burgers are better than In-N-Out. But I think that's what we need to rely on in this season. What do we know for sure? And sometimes when you don't know what's for sure, you got to be reminded on what God knows for sure. Yeah, that's good. When you remind yourself on what God knows for sure, then you remind yourself what you know for sure. And I think about a scripture in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. You may have a mug in your kitchen that says this verse. Maybe you have a t-shirt. Maybe you have it on your planner. But it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And that may be one of your favorite verses. That's one of my favorite verses. But I think we got to give the context for who Jeremiah is talking to right now and the setting of that Jeremiah is talking to a people that are going through an exile. Mm-hmm. What is an exile? It means that they're forced to leave out of their nature, native country forced to leave out of their native country. Maybe you're not being forced to leave out of your native country right now, but maybe you were forced during this pandemic and during this season wow. to leave your job. Yeah. Maybe you were forced to put your studies and your courses on hold. What have you been forced to do in this season that is uncomfortable? And so because Jeremiah knows that these people are being forced out of their comfort zone. Hello. He tells them something and he says, I want to prophesy. And when we hear that word prophesy, you know what it means? It means to predict and give an inspired word for the future. I think we need a prophetic word in this season right now. I think if there's any time we need a prophecy, it's right now. And Jeremiah says, let me prophesy. Let me encourage you. And who is Jeremiah talking to? Jeremiah is talking to people. Yeah, there's elders, there's prophets, there's priests, but he's talking to people. And he says this, I want to let you know something. I want to let you know that you matter. Jeremiah is encouraging the people and letting them know that they matter. You see, I want to be honest with you. I don't know a lot. I don't. (laughs) especially in this season you can ask my wife i don't know a lot about a lot but one thing i do know for sure is that people matter let me specify that a little bit more all people matter to god it doesn't matter your race, it doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic status, it doesn't matter if you live in a big house, in a small house, if you live in an apartment, if you drive a hipto, or if you drive a Cadillac, it doesn't matter, all people matter to God. All people matter to God. And that's what we want to talk about today. One thing I know for sure, people matter. One thing I know for sure, people matter. So if you wouldn't mind, give me a second and let me just pray and pray for me right now. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to stand before people in this room and people all over the world. And I thank you that today we wanna deliver good news because you are alive, there is good news for us. And I thank you, Lord, that your word says, let the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Use me as a vessel to communicate to your people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You know, I love people, guys. I love people. And I'm so grateful that because I love people, I get to do what I love to do. I get to pastor. It has to do with people. I love people. I'm a two wing three. I'm a supine in inclusion if you wanted to know, if you care to know, but I love people. And when I think about the people that I've been able to encounter in my life that have made such a significant impact, I think about um, Mr. Minor. Who is Mr. Minor? Mr. Minor was my band teacher. Your boy was a band boy. Played trumpet. Hello. Concert band, intermediate band. Jazz band, marching band, <laughs> but I would not have been able to do all those different bands if it wasn't for Mr. Minor. Mr. Minor believed in me. He called out in me what I didn't even see in myself. I think about Miss Lewis. Miss Lewis at Cypress Creek High School. Shout out. Go Bears. <laughs> Go Bears. Miss Lewis was my English teacher. Man, she helped me develop my skills and comprehension. Uh, she was really patient with me. Back in high school, I kind of had an anger issue. She put me in anger management classes. Your boy was in anger management classes. Hello. Shame the devil. Tell my truth. But I think about her. She made such a significant impact on me. I think about Mr. Guzman, who was my assistant principal. And in uh, my senior year of high school, which was one of the worst years of my life, sometimes for people, senior year is the greatest year of your life. It was one of the worst years for me. And uh, I think about, I had a 0.8 grade point average, 0.8. Can he use anybody? Hello. (laughs) He used me, but I had a 0.8 grade point average and Mr. Guzman helped me not give up, dropping out of high school, believed in me, called out in me what I didn't see in myself. And uh, I got to walk down with my class received a certificate of completion. I didn't even get my diploma. I walked out with a certificate of completion. Two years after I graduated, I ran into Mr. Guzman at the school that he was working at. He says, Josh, the state test that you failed, we're gonna have it tomorrow, you're coming with me. Took me with him. I went, passed the test, and he hand-delivered my diploma to my house. Mr. Guzman, I love you. Who are some people that you can think about right now? People that have made a positive impact in your life. Matter of fact, I want you to just write in the chat room two to three people that have made a positive impact in your life. Go ahead. Do it. I'll give you some time. Call them out by name. Tag them if you need to, because they need to know that they matter. Why? Because people matter. And I think it's so cool that we can think about the people that have encouraged us, people that have inspired us, people that have been of influence to our lives. But you know what? As human beings we have a tendency to define who matters and who doesn't. Yeah, based based on ethnicity, based on what more you have, based on where you live, based on what kind of car you drive, based on how aesthetically pleasing your profile picture is, hello, that deserves if I'm gonna follow you or if I'm not gonna follow you, based on your feed page, hello. (laughs) I'm in your kitchen today. <laughs> we define who matters and who doesn't. Some of us define who matters and who doesn't because you were hurt by people. Maybe you had a family member that hurt you and you said that person just doesn't matter to me no more. Maybe you were betrayed by a friendship and you said that person just doesn't matter to me no more. Maybe it was your spouse who was unfaithful, and you said, that person, that person doesn't matter to me anymore. And I wanna let you know today that I'm so sorry that you went through that hurt. I'm so sorry that you went through that pain because that is real. But can I tell you something today that I hope that will free you and alleviate you? I wanna let you know this if you're taking notes. You are more than welcome to have an opinion of a person. But that opinion of that person may not always be their final truth. I'm going to say that again. You are more than welcome to have an opinion of a person. But that opinion of the person will not always be their final truth. Let me give you the definition of opinion. A view or judgment formed about something not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. Man, Karina, I'm so thankful that the opinions that people had about me were not my final truth. The people that said that I would never graduate or get my diploma, baby, I got that diploma and it was hand-delivered to my house. The people that told you that you weren't gonna reach your dreams, baby, guess what? You now have two businesses of your own and you are thriving. People that told you that you were never gonna get married, you didn't just get married, but now you have three beautiful children. Am I talking to anyone here today that says, I'm so grateful that the opinions that were labeled over me were not my final truth? I think about Jesus when he even asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? What's your opinion? Some say that you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say that you're Moses. But who do you say that I am? And Peter rises up in the midst of them. And he says, Jesus, you are the Messiah, the son of God. And Jesus's response to Peter is. Man has not revealed this to you, but this can only be revealed by the spirit of God. Who do you say Jesus is today? What's your opinion on who you believe he is? Can I tell you something? People matter so much to God, so much to God that he wants, to, he wants you to know why. He wants you to know why. You see, as a church, we've been trying to do our best to remain as socially connected as possible. Is anybody else zoomed out? (laughs) We are zoomed out. But we will do anything and commit to any effort to remain connected with people because we want to let you know that you matter. We've done virtual coffee hangs. We've done Zoom hangouts. We've connected in different ways electronically just to let you know that you matter. But can I tell you something? Your life cannot be predicated and hinged on people's affirmation or recognition over your life. It can't, it can't, because I want to let you know something. God defines who you are. You see, here's the thing. If you didn't design me, you don't define me. If you didn't design me, you don't define me. me. And I wanna let you know this. It's okay to have love languages. I got love languages. I do. My love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. But here's the thing. Your love language can be a preference, but it cannot be the source on where you find your security. So good. So good. It's too heavy, it's too heavy a responsibility. So let me, know, let me let you know this. People matter to God because they were created by him. The Bible says in Genesis 127, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You see, human beings are the only creation in all the world, in all the universe, that bears the right to reflect and contain the very image of God. Have you ever seen God? I wanna invite you to do something. You may think this was weird. Look in the mirror. Because you bear the very image of God. Yes. You were created in his image and in his likeness. Ernesto, I want to ask you a quick question. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's in that image? That you? That's me. Good job. <laughs> this is me, y'all. Okay. let would we'll be was a little boy. All that hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Ernesto. It's my best friend right here. Let me ask you a question: Does the frame bear the image, or does the image bear the frame? It's a trick question. Right? Give me your give me your right answer. The frame bears the image. Come on now, Ernesto! Give it up for Ernesto! <laughs> yes. He got the right answer. The frame bears the image. Yes. The frame bears the image. Let me tell you something: You're such a beautiful frame. Yeah. Ooh, that's You're such a talented frame. You're such a gifted frame. But can I tell you what makes you really special? The image that you bear. The image that's in your frame. You see, your value and your credibility comes from whose you are, not just who you are. That's what gives us our identity. That's what gives us a foundation. Whose we are defines who we are. Ernesto, let me ask you another I'm, I'm just picking on Ernesto. Yeah, <laughs> Ernesto, who's Tim Cook? You know who Tim Cook is? If he's in sports, in sports. If he's in sports. <laughs> this is live, y'all. This is live. Tim Cook, let me ask you this. Do you have an iPhone? Yes. Do you enjoy your iPhone? Yes. Do you have earpods? Yes. Do you enjoy your earpods? Yes. Tim Cook is the CEO of Apple. Good, I wanted that honest answer because it's amazing that we can benefit from the services of products that we use and not even know the CEO of the company. You know Steve Jobs? Come on, he's like, I know the OG, I know the original Steve Jobs. That's what we want to let you know here today. Your creator defines creation. You see... Adam and Eve were God's first creation. God's first creation. They were put on this earth to rule and to govern. But something happened where they came to a place where honestly, they became curious. And they said, what if God's not enough? What about if there's more? And when they decided to say God is not enough, they experienced the fall of man. And that's where sin came into the world. And in the midst of their fall, you would think, if I was God, I would say, what were you thinking? Right. Right. What, you have all of this. What? I'm not enough? Are you serious right now? Why? See, God is not like our earthly parents. What, what did I tell you? Are you serious right now? Go to your room. No, God God is not like that. You know what God's first question was? Son, daughter, where are you? Where are you? And then his next question, who told you? Who told you that I wasn't enough? Who told you that there was more than just me? Aren't I not enough? And I think that is a perfect question. Two questions to propose to you today, where are you? And who told you? Wow, so good. Out of genuine concern, out of genuine care, where are you? This is the first time that we've ever experienced a pandemic like this right. in our age. Yeah. It's okay. Where are you right now? So good. Where are you in your family? Where are you in your marriage? Where are you in your finances? Where are you in your dreams? Where are you in your goals? And then who told you, because if it's not the voice of truth that is full of love and full of life, whose voice are you listening to? If it's not full of life and if it's not full of truth and love, who told you? Who told you right now you weren't good enough? Who told you right now that you are what you did? Who told you right now that you deserve divorce? Who told you that you don't deserve to be a parent? Who told you that you will always be addicted? Who told you that? You see, God didn't just create you. And that's not the only reason why people matter. People matter to God because he loves them. So in other words, God didn't just create you to leave you in your sin. God loves you enough to build a redemptive plan for you. You see, there's a verse in the Bible and it's probably one of your favorite verses and it's one of mine and it's in John 3 16. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God doesn't just love us. He so loves you. He so loves you. You know, Jenny, I know you're going to like this, but that word so in the Greek is huto. Say huto. 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 (laughs) And that means in this manner in this manner, as emphatic as it sounds, as explicit as it sounds, as with much passion as it sounds, he so loves you, God so loves you, you matter. And he loves you so much that he wants you to know that, that you matter to him. This love is expressionative, it's emphatic, it's not reclusive, and it's not reserved. God is not a seeker sensitive or embarrassed. He's decided to go public with his love for creation. You see, the Bible says in Philippians 127, live in a manner worthy of the gospel. You see, when you've experienced the manner of love that goes beyond moral behavior, that goes beyond religion, principles, ideologies you have been loved by God so good that it makes you want to live in such a manner of gratitude in such a manner of compassion and such a manner of generosity. In other words, this is the result of cause and effect. Mm -hmm. You experience such amazing love. The effect is you want to give back. You want to respond back. The Bible says in first John 419, we love, Because he loved us first. In other words, it's about his initiation and our response. Can I tell you today, what you experience, you demonstrate. What you receive, you give. People matter so much to God that he gave his only son for you. We talked about that he so loves you. And now we're talking about that he gave his only son. I'm a dad. And my son's gonna be eight weeks this week, eight months, excuse me, this week. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think I could do that. What? But you're a pastor? How are you not gonna give your son for me? Thank God I'm not your savior! Right. <laughs> I'm not your savior! Only Jesus yes. could give his life, only God could give his only son. For us, the great news in this is that he who knew no sin became sin so that you could become the righteousness of God. I know you probably know this, but I want to remind you, man will fail you. Man will disappoint you. Matter of fact, I will fail you. I will disappoint you. You will fail me. But you know, Ernesto, I found this verse that really spoke to me this week, and it's in Psalms 118, verse 8. And it says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. You see, that word refuge, it means shelter. It means protection. People are a great resource to learn and build with, but check this out. But they are not a reliable resource to hide in, to exempt you from hurt and pain. I'm going to say that again. People are a great resource to build and learn with, but they are not a reliable resource to hide and to exempt you from hurt and pain. Hurt people will hurt people. But can I tell you this? Loved people will also love people. Healed people can also heal people. Forgiven people can also forgive others. When you experience this amazing love, it can transform you. He so loves you. He gave his only son for you. And the last thing he says is whoever, whoever, you know, that word, whoever is pas in the Greek, and it has two meanings. It means an exclusive and an inclusive love. In other words, it's an inclusive love that is so vast that can wrap its arms around the earth, Amen. but it's an exclusive love that can sit down and meet you exactly where you're at. For whoever, for whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, one of my other favorite verses is in Romans 5.8, and it says, but God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we, while we, so key, while we were still confused, While we were still in bondage, while we were still in pain, while we were still in addiction, while we were still at our worst, Christ died for us. And if you put faith in that work, Jesus also says this in John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. You see, the beauty about this is that God loves you so much that he wants to meet you where you're at. But he also loves you enough to not keep you where you are. Yes. Amen. So good. He loves you so much that he'll meet you wherever you're at. But he wants to take you. He wants to take you from where you're at and bring you to where he is. Yeah. People matter to God because he chose them. People matter to God yes. because he chose them. People matter to God because he created you. People matter to God because he loves you and people matter to God because he chose you. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1:5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Do you know what that's basically saying? Before you applied, you were accepted. Before you auditioned, you already got the parts. Before you stepped up to the plate, God was already cheering like you hit a home run. Before you were even here, you were already the apple of his eye. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9, for you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special prize. Can I tell you something? in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this quarantine, where you feel like, who cares? God cares. He sees you exactly where you're at. And he's telling you, I got a purpose to fulfill through your life. Because when God chooses you, he chooses you for a purpose to fulfill his plan. Yeah. He has a plan still for your life. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You See in Jeremiah 29, verse four, and read it on your own time. Before he tells them that he has a plan, the Bible says. Is that, I'm sorry, I I didn't know. Okay. I don't know if I should stop. In Jeremiah 29, verse 4. God speaks through Jeremiah and he says, I have sent you into exile. You see, they were taken captive by King Nebuchadnezzar, but it was God who sent them into exile. What am I trying to say? With the enemy intended for evil, God will use for good. What am I trying to share right now and bring perspective? So many people have been affected during this time and this season. So many people have gone through hurt in this season through this pandemic. Maybe you've lost family, maybe you've lost loved ones and I'm so sorry, but could it be that God in his providence and in his foreknowledge allowed this pandemic to happen allow things to be removed from our lives so the focus could come back on him? Could it be that God, in his love, loves us so much that in the midst of all that is going on, in the midst of all the crisis, he's saying, come back to me. Come back to me. Return back to me. I created you. I love you, and I have a purpose for you. If we could sum up the Bible in just two laws, it would be this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I know I matter to God, but why should people matter to me? Let me tell you why, because they were created just like you were created. They are equal. You may have more, you may have less, but we are all on the same playing field. Why should people matter to me? Because they are loved like you are loved. The same blood that was shed for you is the same blood that was shed for them. Why should people matter to me? Because God chose them like he chose you. In the same way that God has a purpose for your life, God has a purpose for their life. But God, they don't deserve you. We all don't deserve him but we are saved by grace. We have been given this free gift. So this is the last thing I wanna close with and I wanna let you know. People matter to God because they have a mission to fulfill. They have a mission to fulfill. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16 verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. You know what that word gospel means? It means good news. This same good news that people matter to God because they were created by Him, they are loved by Him, and they are chosen by Him is a news that needs to spread. And I'm so grateful that even though we may be limited right now, we serve a God that is unlimited. Even though we may be contained in our homes, in different places, God's love cannot be contained. God's love can reach to the farthest parts if you're willing to extend the reach. You're probably noticing that there was some type of transition that happened there. If you're tuning in, and I want to let you know that's how real it gets on this set. I personally just had a moment with this word, because have you ever even been there where you're trying to communicate something, but it's even hard for you to believe in the moment? Sometimes the messages we share (laughs) preach more to ourselves because we're the first ones that need to hear it. And I'm so grateful to have a group of people in this room. People matter. <laughs> <laughs> I just had people pray for me all in the studio. Cause I'm going to be honest guys. I've had a challenging week. Maybe you have had a challenging week, but even in the midst of our challenges, we have a God who sees we have a God who is for us. He's not just for me, and he's not just for you. He's for us. And if God be for us, who? What? It doesn't matter what's trying to come against us. It doesn't matter what situation, what circumstance, what pandemic, what sickness, you have a God that is for you. You have a God that is with you. You have a God that created you. He loves you. And he chose you. So if I could summarize this whole sermon into three points, is that number one, We have value. Number two, we have security because he loves us. Your bank account, I don't know if you got security there right now. Your 401k, I don't know if that's secure right now. The stock market, I don't know if that's secure right now. But you are secured in Christ. If you have put your faith in him, you're secured. You're the bag. You're secured. You've heard that statement. Secure the bag. I'm a bag. You're a bag. You're secured. The bag has been secured because of his love for you. And number three, you have a purpose. Even from the comfort of your home, you still have a purpose. It may look like this. It may look like this. Who do you have to send a text message to right now? Who do you have to send a post to right now? Whose page do you need to comment on right now just to tell them you were created by God? You are loved by God. You are chosen by God because people matter. People matter. And I just want to take one more minute even to talk to our first responders. You've been in the grind of it all, but can I let you know you matter to God? I've been giving, I didn't get a day off, I'm exhausted. God wants to give you rest. God wants to give you peace. God wants to give you strength because when you give much, he gives more. He gives more and he has more to give to you right now. I close and I let you know, you have significance, you have significance. And I wanna take a moment, I just wanna pray for you. If you've been feeling alone, if you've been feeling abandoned If you've been feeling isolated, if you're an extrovert like me and this is killing you because you need to be around people, (laughs) you have a God that wants to meet with you right now. He wants to sit with you. He wants to hear you. He wants to enjoy time with you. You are not alone. You matter to God. So let me pray for you. I'm gonna ask everybody in this room to close their eyes. Father, I thank you for every person that is tuning in right now. Every person that is watching, whether near or far, and has asked themselves, do I matter? Do I have significance? And I pray that they would hear the word of the Lord that tells them they are loved. They are loved. And I pray that they would find purpose and significance in your voice because it's your voice that matters. Because when you speak, you drown out all the other voices of the enemy and of negativity. So we pray for you right now and we come in agreement with you right now because you matter. Next, I want to pray for someone who has heard this message about this man named Jesus that loves you so much. Huto, in this manner. Emphatic, explicit, passionately. And you've never had someone love you like that before. I want to tell you, he loves you. And this man named Jesus... Lived the life that we could never live on our own. Lived perfect. Died a death that you and I both deserve because of our sin and our error. Took our place. Rose from the grave victoriously. Why? So you could have the victory. So, what do I have to do, Josh? I'll tell you what. All you have to do is believe. <laughs> All you have to do is believe. Believe that it was finished and receive this gift. Wherever you are, whether you're in your car, whether you're at your home, whether you're at your job, whether you find yourself in a bathroom right now, I don't know where you're at. Wherever you are at, if you want to make that decision to put your faith in the finished work of Jesus, just raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. I may not see that hand, but God sees that hand. God sees that hand. Wherever you are, God sees that hand. He sees your hand. He sees your hand. And I'm going to ask everyone in this room and you that are watching to repeat a prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you that I matter to you. You created me. You love me. And you chose me. I was a part of your plan. Thank you I put my faith in you, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we give it up to all the people all around? Come on, we're so excited. We hope you've enjoyed this message, and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at and if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.